Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Passover. It is a few minutes before noon on on Easter Sunday. It is it's Easter not, Sunday, is which is a Sunday in April. Uh, and, uh, and why is it important that it's a few minutes before noon? Because at noon, uh, I'm going to uh, stick a bunny tail on my backside and shake it around. Well, then I'm leaving. Okay. <laughs> no, it's important because today is the, is the official uh, the, fill me in Twitter contest. Our first ever contest. We're yeah. giving away a, a wonderful prize which we'll detail in uh, when we actually talk about the contest, which I guess we are now. Yeah, but in just a, a couple of moments, probably while the uh, the music is playing, we will be broadcasting our Twitter contest. And for those of you listening in on Twitter, <laughs> can you listen on Twitter? <laughs> Feel sure. free to twit back. I yes. mean, of course, the contest at the time you're listening to this happened at least 36 hours ago. But uh, who knows? Maybe there hasn't been a winner yet. Please still play along at home. Absolutely. We won't give away the answer until somebody... I guess twits in with it. Yes. So welcome to this episode of Fill Me In, a crossword podcast. <laughs> I needed to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to twit the contest out. All right. So here's here. This is what we're we're twitting. You you you. I've I've written it down. You you twit it. Okay, uh, I'm it's, twitting. It's contest in, in all capital letters. Okay. What is the complete Filmian nickname for the VP of Operations of Magmic Games? First to tweet back with the correct answer wins. All so, right. All right, so you've typed that in. So I've got that in there. Uh, contest, what is the complete Filmian nickname for the VP of Operations of Magmic Games? First to tweet back with the correct answer wins. All right, you ready? This is very exciting. All right, so I'm about to hit go. Hit send. Hit enter. Hit it. All right, I've hit it. Here All right. we go. Done. All right, so now let's let's get away from the... We're going to check back. All right, we'll be back with the Twitter in a little bit, but in the meantime, I think we go to uh, item one on our agenda, which Wait, I believe starts agenda? with you. Where's my agenda? Doesn't it always start with you? Oh, oh yes. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Uh, the first viewer mail we have comes to us from Joanne Sullivan. Joanne Sullivan. Uh, this one actually starts off Ryan, so it's clearly just for you. Well, I, let me read it. Then. Why don't you read it? <clears throat> Ryan, I'm shocked that you didn't win the tournament in Boston. Better luck next time. This brings up something that I need to express. Okay. The, I, I tanked one puzzle in Boston. I tanked puzzle number three. Puzzle number three, you tanked it. This whole time I thought it was a Thursday puzzle. It was really, it was like a Saturday. It was really hard. It was a Tuesday. You tanked a Tuesday? I tanked a Tuesday. How much do you suck? I suck a lot. And I can't yeah. even say what I tanked because it hasn't been published yet. So it comes out this coming Tuesday, April 14th. Uh, I'm assuming. Tax Eve. Oh, yes. Have you done your taxes? Almost. I, I, we have finished ours. Yeah, I've, I've almost finished ours. Congratulations. Uh, so, uh, Joanne goes on to say that she has um, finished, I'm, I'm summarizing it, but she has finished her Lost Ark puzzle, that uh, oh. the theme that she had uh, <clears throat> talked about last week, and she has submitted it to Will Shorts. Fantastic. At, at the New York Times. Congratulations, Joanne. Congratulations, and we, we, we wish you the best of luck with it, of course. And she has also said that she would like to... Uh, give us the uh, the theme clues and answers to present it to our audience and uh, have, see if our readers or listeners or viewers can come up with the answers. All right. Has she sent those to us now? Or she, she... Has, she has not. She okay. Just... So so next week maybe we'll get from Joanne what those theme clues are and we'll present them on the show and 
and see whether any of you viewers uh, come up with the answers. That would be great. And then she concludes, I'll be listening for you, Joanne. Well, thanks. Yes. Uh, I, this is very exciting. This is one of our, one of our viewer uh, compatriots. It was a theme, a... a theme that I came up with that you misinterpreted, that she ran with, and now she submitted it to the New York Times. I love it. Uh, before we move on to our next viewer mail, we're going we to check, check in. Twitter. Yeah, we're going to check in with Twitter, and it looks as if we've actually gotten tweeted. Oh my god! A handful of times. Oh my god! I see. Uh, I think I see four tweets so far. All right. So we have we have Cross Can who has said uh, uh, Stephen Grimaldi Grant, which is actually that is, half correct. It is not quite correct. It is not quite. It's correct. Not the answer we're looking for. Uh, Jeff Furry three one two. Uh, he has also, also said Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Also not correct. No, no. Similarly not correct. Yes, in a very similar manner. Yeah. Uh, we we have a Woo Wee O. I don't I don't know who this is. Woo Wee O. Woo Wee O. Uh, has has tweeted in with Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Stephen Grimaldi Grant, which uh, continues to not be correct. Right. And now we have uh, Doug Peterson, uh, crosser gentleman man about town. Who has also tweeted Stephen Grimaldi Grant? So who is this Stephen Grimaldi Grant? Everybody seems to think he's the answer, now, and li- uh, he's wo- not. I'm a little worried that nobody's going to come up with the right answer. Well, viewers, those of you listening at home, uh, just so you now you know that Stephen Grimaldi Grant is not the correct answer. It's it's uh, part of the correct answer. It, it may send, be. Should we send out a a, a tweet that says the it, full it, nickname? No, no. I think it was very clear in the contest. It said the the complete Filmian nickname. Right. So. Somebody's no, going to get there. What if nobody... Somebody will get it. I'm a little If you tweet it, he will come. I'm a little worried. So the next viewer mail comes from our good friend Sammy the Dentist. Sammy the Dentist. Uh, is he Sammy the Dentist or is he just the dentist? Now he's Sammy the Dentist. It's hard to tell. I don't know. Sammy the Dentist has uh, emailed us to say, Gentlemen, the ride home was shorter? What? Sounds like the old start wearing your winter coat in August argument. Happy trails to you, chomp. Now, uh, Sammy the Dentist picks the oddest things to comment on. He also just sort of comes out of nowhere. We haven't heard from him in months, and then all of a sudden, this. Right. Uh, We're checking back in here with Twitter uh, one more time, and we've gotten one more twit. Wu Weio. Wu Weio has written us again to uh, clarify, I guess. He now says, first time, I'm saying he, I don't know, it could be a she. Wu Weio the first time said Stephen Grimaldi Grant. The second time says... Or should I say Stephen Grimaldi, in quotes, Grant? He put the quotes in, and that is also incorrect. It is helpful to have used the quotes, but that is not the specificity we were looking for. And and the quotes are not uh, uh, necessary to win the contest. The the quotes were not necessary. It it is the, the complete nickname we're looking for. The quotes do not make the nickname. No. So uh, I'm still worried that nobody's going to come up with the right answer. Worry not. All right. Worry not. All right. So back to viewer mail? Back to viewer mail. All right. Do we need to snap our way back into it? Uh, No, I I think I'm a little too nervous to snap (laughs) right now. Are you getting a little nauseous as we go back and forth between Twitter and viewer mail? I'm getting a little nauseous. I'm also, the the Twitter contest was my idea, and I'm I'm worried that it's going to go completely kaplutz. (laughs) (laughs) To be be totally honest with you. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. I I have every confidence in the Twitter contest. (laughs) 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 Do you like how I play that role? Yes. Totally inaccurate, but yeah, I play it nonetheless. Yes, because off-air, you're not confident at all. I'm about never confident about it. And I've been derided about it more than once. More than once. Yes. More than twice. More. Uh, I'm going to read our next viewer three mail. Three times a lady. Our next viewer mail comes from Tony Orbach. Now, Tony Orbach had a puzzle uh, in the paper this past week, didn't he? And some, some people might know Tony Orbach from 
Yes. <laughs> Tony Orbach had an interview featured in our ACPT wrap-up. And that began with, The, the interview yes. began with one of us saying to him, hello, uh, we're talking to Tony Orbach, and he then said, leaning into the microphone, <laughs> yes. That's Ryan's interpretation of it. We, Tony, if you're listening, we just got a real kick out of that because you sounded sort of like a, a an even more demonic Mr. Burns yes. from The Simpsons or something. Like, it just, it doesn't sound like you, and it just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yes. And, and as for coming out of nowhere, this email, I think, fits that category. We're going to read just a selection of your email, Tony, uh, and and purposely removing context to make this as strange as possible. Uh, Tony says, hey, guys. When I played in a band, we'd be piled into the van and someone would invariably say, anyone want to listen to a tape of themselves? And we'd proceed to make a ridiculously macho and self-mocking chorus of, yeah, oh, whoa, 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 and put the thing on immediately. Who doesn't want to listen to slash read slash watch something of themselves every now and again? What is he talking about? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I don't understand it one bit. This Thank is our you. segment of mail read out of context. Now, <laughs> now, you, Tony before Orbach. we go, before we go back to Twitter, I just do want to say that uh, Tony Orbach, uh, we're working on getting him on the show. Yeah, we we want him to recreate. Yes, one more <laughs> yes, time we for do. us. We, that would probably be the extent of the interview. <laughs> I think that's it. That's the whole thing. All right, so back to Twitter. So Let's we're going see. back to Twitter now, and, and uh, what, what do we have? We have a new twit. Yes. A, a, a reprise. Oh my God! Crosscan has written to us oh a second God. time, and Crosscan has gotten the answer. The Crosscan answer. has the answer. Stephen Edwards, aka Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Yes, that's Correct. it. He is correct. Crosscan, you are the champion. You are the winner. Oh, my God. Uh, it that, worked. This is incredibly exciting. What do we do? All right. I think we have to... Yeah, I think we have to tell him, don't we? I do. I think we need to... Because he's not going to hear this show until no. long after the no, fact. No, no. We... So you twit him back right now and tell him. So uh, you type, because you're by the computer. All right. I'm by the computer. All right. Uh, congratulations to uh, at Crosscan... That's how you do it in the twit world. At, you do the, you know how to do that? All yes, right. at Crosscan. For um, tweeting the correct answer, colon, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. And and I think everybody who, this is, we're sending this not just to Crosscan, we're sending it to everybody. So to everybody. Everybody So everybody knows us, this. Okay. We'll see. All right, are, are we ready to? I think so. So I'm sending this now. Send. All right, we've sent. Um, now, wait, now we should say, uh, now the reason that we started this contest, we need to give a plug for this book. It's uh, Stanley Newman's Crossword Shortcuts. Stanley Newman's Crossword Shortcuts. And we're going to be sending a brand new copy of it to CrossCan who lives for winning in, this contest. He lives in Canada. He does live in Canada. He came in second in the, uh, in the, the Canada division at the ACPT. The foreign division. All yes. foreign countries added up. Is, is it uh, expensive to mail something to, to Canada? I don't know, but we'll take it out of our vast Filmian budget. All right. So, uh, but for those of you who didn't win, the book is available at all fine bookstores. It is. Why don't, uh, Ryan, why don't you read this next email? Okay. What? This oh, is our, this our next email. viewer mail. This is from uh, Amanda Yesnowitz of the Unparalleled Paraliverse Engineer, a shining light to us all. Yeah. What does Amanda have to say? Amanda says, well, there's no subject. No. And then she says... At the risk of opening a Pandora's box, what's the big deal with Ryan's and? And then she signs it, Amanda, U-P-V-E-A-S-L-T-U-A. Now, this, this, comes, this stems from an, an argument, an on-air argument we had last last. Oh, time. I can't imagine we would ever have an on-air <laughs> argument. <laughs> I, I have taken, uh, over the past couple of weeks, I have taken to saying, and we're back. Yep. 
and you hate it. I do. Now, explain. Th- now, the question is actually to you. What is the big deal? I dislike it for two reasons right. that I can think of right now. Reason uh, number one. Reason number one is because when you first started doing it, it would be after we were in the process of recording and we would have paused the the reel, paused the tape mid-record, and then, uh, you know, to discuss something or to fix something, and yes. then we would resume, and every time we would resume, I would feel inspired to bring us back to, uh-huh. to say something, uh-huh. and you would be louder than I with this and... <laughs> And then reason number two happens simultaneously, which is, yeah, we were back from, like, us pausing to fix something. Right. But as far as the podcast is concerned, we weren't back from anything. There's no commercial. Right. There's no pause in the show. Right. The show just goes on. Right. We would have edited it together. So there's no and we're back from anything. So you're just making this noise, saying this thing that not only covered up my freedom of speech, but also <laughs> was <laughs> was wholly inappropriate to the circumstance. Since when, now, if I needed to not say something that was wholly inappropriate to the circumstances, you would be doing the show by yourself. Now there is an interesting <laughs> idea, huh? I I think I think uh, Amanda's email stems from the fact that uh, you were so livid, but. You've explained yourself well, and it makes sense to me. And from now on, I will I will only pepper it in occasionally. <laughs> Great! I, I can't wait to be brought <laughs> to new depths of misery with your pepper. Uh, our next viewer mail. <laughs> Can I go on with viewer mail? Are we done with Amanda? Uh, yes. Okay. Our next viewer mail. Our next viewer mail comes from Mike Nothnagel, also known as Mike Nothnagel. Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire. I'm going to reinstate it. All pen right. pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. We haven't seen him in the newspaper in a while, but he has gotten back to us with some answers to yes. many of our questions. All right. Now, uh, I think Mike is catching up with some old episodes, so this is not uh, recent questions, but this is back a couple of weeks from when we asked him a whole bunch. Hey, guys, I finally got around to the rest of episode 45. I've done scads of painstaking research in an attempt to answer at least one of your questions correctly. Fantastic. Here's what I've got. Ryan doing a silly voice is not a proof that he should be in cartoons, let alone a mathematical one. It may, however, be proof that he is bad at doing voices. In the scientific community, which I, as a mathematician, am kind of part of, a hypothesis is an untested explanation. When there is enough evidence to, su- to suggest the hypothesis is true, and it's unlikely that further evidence will change that, then it becomes a theory. I often pose non-mathematical challenges to my kids. They usually involve pop culture references that go right over their heads, which makes me feel very old. Now, does he, does, by kids, does he mean his classroom, or does he mean his children? I think he means his classroom. Though I don't know Mike very well, I don't think he has children of his own. He doesn't have little... Nothnagels running around? I do not think there are any Nothnagelettes. <laughs> but I don't know. I could be wrong. Mike. <laughs> Mike Nothnagel and the Nothnagelettes. <laughs> I think they would make a wonderful show. Uh, mathematical is an adjective that describes the path the eraser takes when I throw it at one of my students. I believe Mike Nothnagel is listening to a different podcast. <laughs> you don't remember any of this? No, I don't you remember. You need to listen to this show. I remember this. Number five, if you were trying to spell algorithm, you spelled it correctly. If you were trying to spell test tube, you were a bit off. 
<laughs> I'm going to keep going. Number six, the proper use of almost anything is when you're talking about what I would rather do than write crossword clues. Everything is the appropriate phrase for what Will usually changes when he reads my clues. All right. And finally, know. number seven, you must remember this one. Number seven, email is magic. This I do remember. There you go. Yes. And he finishes with, P.S. I know Byron Walden's middle name. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Mike Knopnagel. You are a pen pal extraordinaire. You are. Uh, I think we're done with viewer mail. Please close up the bag. Do it. Viewer mail. Closing it up. All right. Um, I think we just need to, we should uh, direct message uh, Crosscan on Twitter and just tell him that to send us, send his, us his address. So we can send. So we can send out the. Okay. While you're doing the next segment, I will take care of that. All right. What is the next segment? The next segment is the puzzle of the week. This week's puzzle of the week is from Saturday, April eleventh, two thousand and nine. Karen M. Tracy. This was a fine puzzle, a fine Saturday puzzle that I got most of, but then the top right was completely ungettable. The top right was very, very, very ungettable. Nine across, Undercroft. Did you know what an Undercroft was? No, I kept thinking about Lara Croft. So did I. Yeah. So did I. I was thinking about the video game, though. You were probably thinking about Angelina Jolie. No, I was thinking about the video game. I didn't like Angelina Jolie as Lara I Croft. Did, I watched... I didn't really watch it. I didn't either. I think I saw it, like, on... You know, like, I was in a hotel and it was on Showtime or something. I kept thinking Spawn. I don't... Oh, that's what you thought an Undercroft Be- was? Well, because I thought 10 Down, fragrant fruit used for jellies and confections, yeah. I thought that was pineapple. Ah, pineapple. So you then, know, I I thought I tried crab apple. I and, tried crab apple. And I tried blue apple, I which I don't even know if that exists. I but think so. I think... Why did I try blue apple? I think I had something else in there that... Oh, I don't even know what I had. I think 18 Across, which was warmly welcome, I, for some reason, decided it was going to be hug in. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a dumb phrase. I actually got asked. Well, I eventually did. Oh, I remember why all of this happened, because 11 down, I thought it was going to end with six, not sax. Musical accompaniment to many a comedic chase scene. Yeah, I had the Y, the S, the, the, the final Y, the S, and the X, and then I thought it was going to be like 86. Right, and it turned out to be yakety sax. Well, yes, but 86 puts a G where hug in should go. <laughs> Hug in. Yeah. Now, Yakety Sax is... And I knew it was... I, I was positive it was Benny Hill. But I thought it... Because I got sax. Yep. And so I thought it was going to be a type of a saxophone, like an alto uh, Yakety sax. sax is this great piece. Boots right. Randolph played it. That is... Boots Randolph is rolling over in his saxophone case right now. Yes. So I did not get that. And I cannot believe I did not get... Alternative to Travelocity or Orbit's Priceline. Oh, I got that one right oh, away. Oh, my God. I, I could not think right of it. Away. I could not think of it. I'm on Priceline all the time. All the time? A lot of the time. You know, that was the only time Priceline has appeared in the New York Times well, crossword. Well, hopefully it won't be the last. Uh, all right. Hopefully not. But see... and but Yakety I... Sax, on the other hand, was in the puzzle two years ago. Really? Eric Berlin, who, by the way, created uh, today's Sunday puzzle. Yes. Eric Berlin... Uh, Include it as polka heard frequently on the Benny Hill show. What uh, day of the week? That was a Friday puzzle. That was a fr- oh, that's a good Friday. Yep. Yakety um, Sax was in the Friday puzzle. 
But see, and on this one, I got what was frustrating for me not to know Google it was I got 17 across and 19 across, which were two stack nine letter answers that had to do with opera. Yeah. Which I certainly did not know, but I was able to figure them out. Do you know what atonality is? It means without tone. Kind of. It means without tone. Well, kind of. It means without rhythm. <laughs> no, not at all. It means without a key. Keyless. More more like that, yeah. Keyless. Yes. Tonality tends to tends to mean, you know, sort of yes, like the key, like the whether it's major or minor or, you know, that sort of thing. And uh if something is atonal, then it has no recognizable musical root. So how do you do people enjoy listening to it? I don't, but I guess some people do. Is that uh, uh, Philip Glass? No, Philip Glass's music is actually quite tonal. It's it's much more ethereal and new agey, but it definitely has musical root. Is there anybody I would know that's atonal? Probably not. No. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, is uh, is a little bit atonal at times. <laughs> I don't think she would describe herself that way, but it's quite possible. Hey, we got an email. We got an email from Crosscan. We got an email from Crosscan. We did get an email from Crosscan. What does it say? Open it up. Uh, The Crosscan email says, Episode 47, Crosscan wins. Woohoo! Even though I haven't heard it yet, Episode 47 will go down in Crosscan history as my favorite. I loved the beginning part, and the stuff you did knew the end was cool. (laughs) Did he say knew the end or near the end? He did say knew the end. The stuff that you did knew the end was cool. That's Canadian. Thanks, guys. I'm hoping I will get Magmic crossword software for my BlackBerry. I will treasure this moment forever. <laughs> Crosscam. Uh, Congratulations, Crosscam. Yes, a couple of issues here. This is actually episode 49, not 47. Yes. Uh, and I think you either meant uh, the stuff you did new at the end or the stuff you did near the end. I don't know what he actually meant. Please write us back and tell us what you meant. If you would, please, while you're listening but to your, this episode live on tape. Your book will be sent out via Canadian Mail... To you, Crosscan. Yeah, most likely it'll actually be sent to you via American mail, since it's starting in America and arriving in Canada, but we'll let Ryan figure that out later. Yes. Um, now, we've closed up the viewer mailbag, but we are returning to viewer mail. It's somewhat in tune with uh, Crosscan's message, and it's uh, it was uh, some email. Well, here, why don't you read it? Uh, from, uh, from the uh, eponymous contest answer. Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. Yeah. Now, the, quickly summing up, we said we'd buy him pizza. We, he said, buy, buy me pizza, I'll get you software. We bought him pizza, we have no software. We emailed him about that, and we've talked about it many times on the podcast. Yep. So he says, hey lads, I'm happy to get New York... Hold on a minute. Hey lads? Hey lads. Oh dear. He's also Canadian. Oh dear. This is a Canadian-themed show. It is. A... A a buggerhead? What? <laughs> what do they call what? each What do they call each other in Canada? Buggerhead. <laughs> oh, I've only been to Canada a couple times. So he says, "Hey lads, I'm happy to get New York Times crossword mobile software for your mobile devices if I can figure out which ones they are and if they are mainstream enough to have been accepted by the various carriers." Software for some of the smaller phones was never done because the screens are too small or they don't have enough memory. So let me know what models you have, and I'll try to get you set up. Okay, I have a Palm Centro, and my uh, I'm with Verizon. And I have a a Sprint Touch H. A, I have a Sprint. Do you know what you have? I have a Sprint <laughs> Touch. <laughs> darn it! I have a Sprint HTC Touch Pro. We've actually emailed this already, so it's not. It's not. I know, but we haven't emailed it to all of the viewers. Right. This is what we have. We have. We both have smartphones. 
we they can both do crossword software. Yeah, but we don't have the Magmix software. We want the real deal. And Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant, has this, has access to it, and has promised it to us. And it seems like now he's actually you know, working on following yes. through on this, which is fantastic. Because as far as I know, that pizza has been eaten and digested. As far as you know. As far as I know. Certainly uh, my share of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, absolutely, on that. absolutely. We we now are are going to continue with this mail outside of the bag thing, uh, and finish up our our show with uh, continuation of our arc. Yes. Now we got an email from uh, <clears throat> MNC, aka MODFWOTCDWOTBD, uh, of course known more familiarly as uh, Dan Fair's mom. Fayer's mom. Dan Fair's mom. <laughs> actually emailed us and started off with good luck tweeting at noon on Easter Sunday. We didn't realize today was Easter. <laughs> we, when we didn't. We, we are completely useless. We probably would have picked a different day. <clears throat> we might have. Uh, but you know what? What uh, Dan Fair's mom says to us is actually great. Idea for your arc. Why not ask your listeners to contribute theme ideas? Contribute interesting fill. Maybe even words never before in puzzles. And I think this is a terrific idea. This I, I'm imagining how this like actually turns into what actually turns into our arc. I think it would be so cool if our arc isn't just the two of us trying to figure something out, but if it incorporates input from the viewers, from the, the viewing public. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, wholeheartedly into it. So viewers who are out there, if, if you want to suggest themes... If you want to suggest fill, if you want to suggest concepts, if you want to suggest individual entries, or perhaps you have a particular clue and answer combination that you think is awfully clever, uh, maybe we can incorporate it into a puzzle. And that would be really exciting. And, and if you don't mind us incorporating it into a puzzle. Well, I, I have to imagine that they wouldn't propose it if they minded. Well, you never know. That's true. Some people could mind so they, after the fact. So they would tell us all this stuff, and then we would do it, and they would say, oh, no, 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 don't put it in a puzzle. Right. Whatever you do, that clue doesn't that's, go in a puzzle. That's my social security number. Oh, dear. Uh, so if you have any ideas, please feel free to contact us. You can, you can twit us at Be More Smarter, and you can email us at rbxblog at gmail.com. And uh, one last thing about the ARC. Uh, in order to uh, solve or solve to construct a puzzle i i'm thinking i need some crossword software you already have the crossword software. oh that's right you wanted to talk about this it's crossword compiler well, is I, what i have I, I and i've looked into crossword compiler and it's very expensive it is expensive it's something like 99 dollars for for a certain version that includes yeah, this and this and i that. think i actually bought it a couple years ago when i had a job and the economy didn't suck so I, and i'm always looking for the the cheap way out of things i just wanted to make sure for the constructors who are listening is crossword compiler the way to go should i get the extra add-on things to it right right because uh, i know kevin g dur hyphenuclis <clears throat> created his own algorithm right and barry c silk uh what's his name uh, uh, friendly confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman in Matt Town. You, you, you caught me off guard. Uh, Barry C. Silk, I believe, has done some programming for himself to to help with his crossword construction. So yeah, so what? If I spend ninety nine dollars on crossword compilers, that is that the way to go, or is there a way? I, I have. Can... I feel well. I read the uh, the Cruciverb email list, and people have talked on there about crossword compiler. And on the National Puzzlers Puzzlers League 
email. Uh, people have talked. I'm I'm having trouble talking today. Have you noticed that? I have. It's, I probably started. Wrapping I up started the show. off my Easter by eating a, a, a ton of Robin's eggs candy. You, you have any left? No, I ate them all. I I ate so many of them. I'm sick to my stomach. I was looking for a cream egg today. Yeah, I don't have any of those. But I, uh, you know, my wife really loves these Robin's eggs, and she likes them really cold, so we keep them in the refrigerator. And I was just munchy this morning, and I'm out of milk, so I couldn't have cereal. And so I so you uh, ate handfuls of chocolate. So I ate handfuls of chocolate, you know, malt balls coated with chocolate. And now I'm sick to my stomach, and I can't talk. Fantastic. And I also bit my lip. I bit the top lip. Do you ever have you ever bitten your top lip? You seem to do this a lot. Right up here. I I bit my top lip, and now I've bitten it like five times. Is now. it possible you're angry at your mouth? It's possible, but like like why do you why why I've had this mouth and these teeth for a long time. Why why suddenly out of absolutely nowhere I'm chewing on a robin's egg and ah there I bite my lip. Why? I don't know. Why does that happen? This is a Seinfeld bit. I oh think. my god! And then of course it swells up, and so then you inevitably you bite it again and again and again. And so like I'm sitting there like holding my lip away from my face while I'm chewing, <laughs> and I have to tilt my head back to do it because otherwise all the food is going to fall out of my mouth because I don't have my mouth closed. But so so after all of this, you're in excruciating pain, but you would not stop eating the robin's egg. They taste so good. <laughs> oh, they are so well, this, delicious. This is good to know. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Uh, I think this was a great success. Congratulations to CrossCan. Yes. Congratulations to our listeners for listening and getting this far in their life, in the podcast, <laughs> in, in, in anything that they've done yeah. in their lives. Okay. It's a great day today. <laughs> Please stop me. We have to stop the show. Oh my God. We're... How do we stop the show? Are you asking me because yeah, I, I'm asking I should you. Know? How do we stop the show? Goodbye. Goodbye.